Look, Daddy. Every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. <laughs> we know you wanted to be in that movie. Oh, Mike, you're so special. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. <laughs> we are back for 2010 here on Island Ghost Radio. I'm Mike Taylor. I'm Diane Kinsell. I'm Erica Popino. And tonight, joining us live here, well, we have two guests tonight. First, we have psychic Karen Marcello, who is here to give us New Year's predictions for 2010. Hello. Hi, Karen. Hi, Karen. Hi, Hi. Karen. And coming up later, we have Ken Summers. He is the author of Queer Hauntings, True Tales of Gay and Lesbian Ghosts. So we're going to speak to him and find out all about gay and lesbian ghosts, I guess. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) All right. So, we're back for 2010, and we're we're starting things off with a poll, because uh, we're going to have a guest coming up in two weeks you're going to want to hear. And the poll question is, do you believe in reincarnation? <laughs> Everybody's kind of silent on that. Well, we're not sure if you're asking question. us. <laughs> uh, no, we'll, we'll reserve our comments and opinions for the next show. But that is the poll question. You can go to islandghostradio.com. And click on the poll section and vote. So, let's get to these predictions because we're really excited to have you here and learn what's in store in 2010. Is Michael Jackson going to die? <laughs> I, no, I think not again. I already asked her if we were going to win the lottery and she said no. But then no. Erica said she doesn't have to be psychic. It's official. To they are not going to win the lottery. Uh, damn. damn. <laughs> the sound you're hearing in the background is Karen. She is shuffling her deck. She is that had, a euphemism? She yes. Karen, stop shuffling. <laughs> she is addicted to poker. Those are poker cards, right? If only. What kind of cards are those, Karen? They're tarot cards. Okay. Let Everybody, the ante up. Ante up. <laughs> I'll get the chips. I'm just gonna tarot shuffle poker. and see what um, you know, what world events are gonna happen this year in 2010, and unlike other readings where you just be open to what's going to happen with this type of a reading. We really try to close that energy down to just focus on this year only, this calendar year. Excellent. We're very curious to see what will happen. All right. She's laying out the cards on the table. I have no clue what the symbols mean, but I, I think it means my I rash. Think she has a full I house. Think, I don't I think, think he's going to let me start. <laughs> yeah. I think Shut it means up, my Mike. rash is going to clear up. <laughs> no, you have a little more to go with that. All right, I'll get the ointment. Go on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're distracting me. Um, well, this is saying that there's um, there's going to be a big clash with one of the world leaders in Asia and one of the um, our president here. Um, I don't know if it's going to be China or a different country, but they're showing me a very fair person in coloring. Um, they're saying that the leader in Asia is very charming, very social, and there's just going to be some kind of conflict. He's going to be blocked from doing something he wants to do with regard to the United States. I'm not sure if it's going to be trade or travel related, but it's something on those on those levels. It's also telling me that a lot of people are going to get married this year. This is going to be a good year for people to meet new people, um, date, uh, rekindle an old flame relationship, or to just seal the deal and make the commitment and get married. This is like a p- very positive year for, for marriage. Hmm. 
Which is a nice change because the last two years have been just the opposite. So ah. tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> we have some uh, struck a personal chord here, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> All right. Ah. Let's see what else they want to tell me today. Okay. She is placing the cards on the table. I feel like the announcer at a golf game. He's stepping up to the tee. <laughs> They're telling me um, there's going to be another country that joins the European Union. And they're telling me, they're showing me that through the change in the currency. They're saying something with the currency is going to change and the laws over there. They're also telling me that the European economy is going to be very still this year. Nothing is really going to change as far as any improvement, which isn't, isn't really very good for them because they're in the middle of the crisis we were in a while ago. They're also showing me two different Western world leaders that are going to have some kind of a conflict. They're showing me one European one. And again, it may be with our president here. This probably is going to be a very bad year for our foreign affairs, I would think. So when you say a conflict, do you mean like a... Not a a war. Okay. It would be... um, A bar fight. No. Well, like a political bar fight, like uh, ah. which country is going to get what they want as far as trade agreements and maybe even backing one country, backing another in any endeavors, whether it's a, a military endeavor or, or a trade agreement. It just seems like uh, the president's going to be at odds with a lot of people. And I would say from looking at the cards that he's pretty convinced that these events, they they either haven't come to light yet or he's not aware of them. And I think it's going to be a very overwhelming year for for the presidency. Hmm. Well, he certainly has his work cut out for him. They're showing me also there's going to be a very successful female entrepreneur that gets involved in something with radio or television. It's going to be a new face, a new person. It may be even a new daytime television show. You mean like a new Oprah for 2010? Similar, but someone who I don't think would deal with. Um, you mean you mean someone like me? Oh, wait, I'm not a woman. Never mind. Go on. <laughs> it's telling me more. It's someone um, that would deal a little less with the social issues. It might be more like, you know, how Susie Orman has her show. Right. Similar to that. Something but, more similar. Something more educational. And it's going to be a big hit, you're saying? It should be. Okay. Karen, I, I bet a lot of people are curious about the economy yes. this year. Okay, we'll focus on that. Unless you wanted to wait on that one. No, no, we can go right into that. I'll just focus on the U.S. economy so I don't get a million different answers. <laughs> 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 Got some cards jumping out, so we'll take a look at them as well. Once again, folks, she's shuffling the deck. Bad year for real estate because people are going to think that they have enough money to buy something, and then after they do, something's going to change with the market, and it's going to be a bit of a disaster. So they're saying for married couples and two-income families, don't jump the gun on that, because just because the market looks like it's getting better doesn't mean that it actually is. Uh, Okay. I'll go a little further with that question, too. Okay. 
Okay. Well, we're kind of like in a bit of a mess economically, but I think everybody listening knows that they don't need me to tell them that. (laughs) (laughs) So um, that being said, and everyone understanding that, they're saying it's going to take two to four years before that's really going to actually shift and get better. So this year, they're saying, is a very good year for people in business to make contracts, make agreements, build their network. It's not really a good year to invest uh, money in, in products or services. It's not as good of a year for the average person to make even an investment in a home or or a long-distance move. They're suggesting a little bit of a delay. They are showing at some point we will come out of this and things will be much stronger than they even were. But they're really suggesting a lot of people are going to have problems with credit card debt, a lot more foreclosures. They're kind of suggesting that the the crisis isn't over, but the news isn't going to be reporting it anymore. So you're going to hear more stories from your friends and family about people losing jobs, but the news is going to tell you, oh, it's getting better, and, right. and it's not going to make sense. The news is so, going to try and spin it positively? Yeah, they're just going to change their i mean they can't say the same it's not thing a forever. it's not a sexy issue anymore well what they yeah, keep saying is less, they keep that. saying less jobs are lost but people are still losing their jobs they, that's what's happening is that you're not really hearing what's happening what's mm, going on mm-hmm. and it's not really accurate reporting i would say yeah they're trying to mm. make you think things are getting better it's just less worse <laughs> hmm thing is going to be a uh, mail that really wins lotto very big this year it's not going to be you guys unfortunately <laughs> no. but there will be someone that that um gets incredibly wealthy um, that. can you tell me their address <laughs> so i can break in their house sure and that's the exact just, date when they win that's just going to cost a little extra all right <laughs> she's, going need, she's going to need more than tea <laughs> i'm going to have to break into their house and do you want to go further with the economy or is everyone depressed now <laughs> uh, you can go as far as you want with the yeah, economy. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I'm just happy that, you know, it's going to change sooner or later. If it takes a few years, that's it'll, what... it'll change eventually, but it's just not going to change as fast as it's being reported. I think that's the major so thing. So you, you see it getting worse before it gets better, but do you see it getting much I worse? It, I don't know if I see it getting worse. Let me ask about... Okay. It's interesting. It's actually saying it's a better economy for women because there's a lot of part-time jobs and women can who want to stay home and stay with their kids and work. It's going to be a very good economy for that kind of a job, a home-based business or part-time work, but it's not a good economy for people that are looking for those really significant full-time jobs. So basically you're saying 2010 is a great year for women. They get TV shows, they get all these jobs, and the men are just out in the cold, right? Not exactly. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'll ask um, a little bit more on that. That's saying it's going to be a very good year for health in general. People's health and energy is going to be a little stronger. Um, also a good year to have children. Hmm. I don't know why that is. There you go, Erica. Oh, God. <laughs> Erica's like, been Erica there, needs done that. A <laughs> appointment. Erica needs her own appointment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What other world events or things would you like to hear? How about, um, can you do um, deaths? Like any like famous any, people? Any world leaders? Or, or entertainment? Anything? 
I don't really like to look for that because I think it's kind of like morbid. I think it's just bad luck. If it comes up, it comes up. There right. are years that I do this that it does come up and it has and has been accurate. What, what um, about gossip? Will I be one of the people coming forward who's had an affair with Tiger Woods? <laughs> You Wait, you no don't know if you had an affair? I don't know. I, I don't know. I was drunk one night. I don't know. Maybe. I was wandering around the golf course. You never know. <laughs> we could ask how his year is going to go. Yeah, why don't we do that? I think a lot of people probably have an idea, but we could ask. Well, it's saying he definitely is a complete player. I mean, he was he was just having a great time until this happened. So, uh, but this is going to cost him a fortune. I don't know much about his life personally. I don't so think you need to be a psychic to know that. It's uh, it's gonna because of the nature of whatever whether or not he had a prenup. I don't even know that, but they're telling me um, because of the nature of the contract that he he drew up or didn't, it's going to it's going to really cost him more than. Um, more than it more than it should. Um, however, they're saying that his love life is going to improve. Although people don't know this, this is hidden to the average person. They wouldn't suspect this or think this, but they're saying that um, it's actually going to be better for his love life. So maybe his marriage wasn't really that great. Maybe there was some inherent problem, and they're saying for one of his kids too, it's going to be better that this has changed. So, hmm. ironically, we never know what's really going on. And, well, yeah, sometimes that's I true. Do, but <laughs> Karen, how about um, natural disasters? I was just thinking that before. That's a good. <laughs> Are you referring to me again? It's not all about you, Mike. Yeah, oh, you're yeah. an unnatural disaster. Sorry. <laughs> it's only when you talk. Yes. <laughs> True, if I'm well, quiet. I, what is there left for I, him to do? <laughs> just so everyone corner. knows why I'm being so sarcastic with you. He's he's my cousin, so yes. I've been listening to these crazy jokes my whole life at every holiday, so yes. it just needs to fight back every now and <laughs> uh, right. Okay, so natural disasters. Uh, there's going to be a major issue with wind or... I don't know if it's in the context of a storm or not, but they're showing some destruction due to wind, which is interesting because usually when people ask this question, I get a lot of water. And that huh. usually is that every year there's some kind of thing that happens with water flooding mm. or tidal wave. And this is saying that it's going to be wind, a lot of destruction. It's possible it's a major tornado or a hurricane. Um, I do feel that it's going to be domestic. It's definitely going to be in the south. And it would be from Texas east. It's not going to be mm -hmm. west of those mm -hmm. areas. Hmm. So if you're listening in those areas, get out. <laughs> well, don't get out, but just watch the weather a little more carefully and pack that go bag. Yeah. Go bag. <laughs> Take a snack. Uh, they're telling me about a toxic, uh, like a pollution problem, some something toxic. Um, leaking into the environment, but it's not, it's not the air. It's um, something, something either on the land or on water. My guess it might is it maybe some kind of a plant has some kind of a leak or problem. I don't know that this is going to hit major news, but I would bet that it's going to destroy uh, the environment of, of about the size of an average town or city. It's a wow. it's a big um, it's a big problem. It may. Not be in America, they're telling me. 
Hmm. Yeah, they're telling me uh, to go to this country, I'd have to fly, so it's it's further. See, what away. I see on that card is there's going to be uh, a landslide. <laughs> I see rocks falling. This one? Oh, this one. Yeah. <laughs> That's <Less>. my prediction. <laughs> rocks are going to fall in 2010. I hate when rocks this, fall. They're saying it happens in a very wealthy country as well, so I think it's... I'm feeling like it could be Russia, maybe Sweden or Scandinavia. It seems to be um, that northern part of the northern hemisphere so and it's not it's not going to be america or canada not that uh disasters aren't shocking but is there going to be any like big shocking news for 2010 something that comes out of the woodwork that's a little broad give me a something to uh, go by that could be i don't entertainment news very subjective like aliens landing or something sure what what's your feeling on 2012 do you believe that the whole hype Actually, it's not something I really think about. Uh, okay. <laughs> Believe it or not, um, a lot of people I work with are very concerned about it. I just, I personally feel there's just going to be a shift in the vibration of the way that people function and that we're going to realize that we need to live in a different way. But that can mean many things. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the consensus. And you've got people who say the world's going to blow up. You said celebrity events or any shocking. Yeah. So what about celebrity events? Okay. You love the celebrities. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're a real TMZ fan. Yeah. They're telling me about a female actress that's going to team up with an older male director to do a series of films that are going to be very significant. If they do them this year, they're not going to come out for a couple years, though. So I feel like this could take time to come out. But that's that's going to be creatively a, a really interesting union. And I think it's going to change the nature of the film industry and kind of make it a little less, um, you know, it's very consistent what you see in films lately. I think it's going to change the nature of the format of the way that movies are currently. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I have a, a, a question. A strange um, thing to come up, but <laughs> it would be a pivotal artistic event. Do you see anything in the paranormal field in your cards? I see a cat in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Somehow a cat got into the studio. I don't know how that happened. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. Say that one more time. I got distracted. No, I just want to know, do you see anything happening in the paranormal field? As far as the shows and the... Yeah, will the the shows be exposed as the fakes they are finally? Well, do you want to hear on specific shows or should I just see what comes up? Because they might be hard to narrow down. I don't I don't know them, so I'll bring them up in the cards, but I, you guys will be able to place them much better than yeah, I will. Yeah, just see what I you see in general. Yeah. I don't really watch much TV. I don't get out much. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about one um, male that has a show. It looks like he may even have the show on his own or run it on his own, who's going to end up doing film instead and not do pursue a show any longer huh so they're going to become basically an actor but it's one person no he's going to do some kind of paranormal movie but he's not going to continue his show hmm it's someone who does something similar to you with investigating but it's not it's not someone who's a psychic it's not a psychic hmm they're telling me 
that there's a lot of um, travel in this field this year. So going to exotic locations for these shows is going to become more popular. They're going to try and make more um, destination trips to even other countries. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I don't know which show that would be, but maybe you would know. They're saying it's a... Not an older male, but fairly older male that does that show, older than the one that I see doing the film instead of the TV show. They're saying it's going to be a very chaotic experience. They're not really prepared for how difficult it's going to be to produce these shows in some of these areas. So, Well, we're running a little short on time, but I wanted to ask, uh, what do you see in the future for Island Ghost Radio? Will uh, Island Ghost Radio? Will will we be picked okay. up on uh, <laughs> on broadcast and paid millions of dollars for our cheesy little yeah, show? Yeah, millions of dollars. Uh, will we just get picked up? <laughs> it's interesting. It's saying you guys are gonna move, so I don't know what that means for the show. So I don't know if you're gonna change the place that you do the show, or if there's some kind of a central place that you always meet but they're saying there's a change in the destination of where you're going to be working Hmm. and that it's going to be a male that decides to make the change mike (laughs) it's always me (laughs) you're so bossy (laughs) this there's also uh i don't know how much you want to know but there's some arguments that are going to take place this year Uh oh Oh, with the show mike Uh, yeah with the members (laughs) Uh uh-oh uh-oh Get your boxing gloves. So this is a woman either on the show, uh, you know, working with your group or that you're going to work with. It's going to start to earn you some significant money to, to have a contract and do a, these events. Will we ever stop having dogs barking in the background during our show? No. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully when we change our location. Yeah. That's never going to happen. Okay. <laughs> Not until you change the location. Damn neighbors. <laughs> Yeah, it's saying uh, you're going to make some trips. You're going to do some uh, investigations far away this year. They're going to go very well. One of them, you might get very bad weather or get snowed in and stuck somewhere, though. Oh, snow bad. <laughs> I wouldn't mind being snowed in in a haunted <laughs> oh place. As long as it's not a problem. Yeah. No, <laughs> not at all. Being snowed in with your ghost. Sto- snowed Sounds in great. at the Stanley Hotel? That would be cool. Yeah. I'm game. All right, so Karen, we hate to cut this short, but we're running out of time, and our second guest is going to be coming okay. up. But where can people get in touch with you if they want readings? Okay, well, they can give me a call. My number is 631-220-5228. My email is tinker, T-I-N-K-E-R, 1052 at AOL.com. And I also do readings every Thursday night at Katie's of Smithtown. It's 145 West Main Street, Smithtown, New York. And I do them on Thursdays after 10 and Monday nights by appointment. And they also have a fondue night on Monday nights. So if you wanted to come down with a group of people, you can definitely do that and hopefully i will see or hear from some of you soon awesome thank you so much for having me on the show thank you all right folks you're listening to island ghost radio and we'll be right back with ken summers and the dogs Shows are just the best, man. They've got the greatest guest, man. I mean, I'm a great big fan, man. Yeah, I love Para X. I love Blue 
Poltergeist Beyond, Ghost to Ghost Mafia, Ghost Lab, Ghost Chatter, Ghost Man and Demon Hunter, Whispers in the Dark, Paranormal View, Spirited History, High Spirits Radio, TCB, Craftology, Ghostology, with Brian and Anne-Marie, I love Para-X-Men, I love Para-X-Men, the shows are just the best, man, they've got the greatest guest, man, I bet I'm a great big fan, man, yeah, I love Para-X. I love Inside the Box, Island Ghost Radio, Paravision Radio, Paranormal Insight, Positively Psychic, CPO Radio, Hidden Realms, Haunted Down Under, Shadows in the Dark, Strange But True Radio, Strange Frequencies, they're all great to me. I love Para-X-Men, I love Para-X-Men, the shows are just the best, man, they've got the greatest guest, man. I mean, I'm a great big fan, man, I love Para-X. Here we go. I love Texas After Dark, Sacred Division, The Other Side, Reflections with the Case, Stirring the Cauldron, The Black Cat Lounge, Caps Paranormal, The Man Who Talks to Angels, Island, IPR, Lights Out, Twilight, The Morning X. Para-X is just the best. I love Para-X, man. I love Para-X, man. The shows are just the best, man. They've got the greatest guest, man. I mean, I'm a great big fan, man. Yeah, I love Para-X. Hi, is this Ken? Yes, this is Ken. Hi, Ken. It's Mike Taylor from Island Ghost Radio. Hello. Hi, Ken. This is Diane. Hello. Hi, Ken. This is Erica. Hi. Hello. Hi. Thank you for joining <laughs> us tonight. Well, you're quite welcome. All right. So we want to get started with you. We want to ask, um, how did you get started with the paranormal? Uh, did you have any experiences? Oh, I've I've always been kind of fascinated by ghosts and ghost stories, and um, I think what really started me was the legend of Sleepy Hollow uh, when I was a kid, and it it always it's the great American ghost story, so it just kind of stuck with me, and from there I started reading about local ghost stories um, and other stories from all over the world and collecting different books on the paranormal. Lloyd Arbach is actually one of the first uh, authors I actually started uh, reading about. And from there, it just kind of spurned off into a million different things and started researching some local stories that I'd heard about, and it just blossomed from there. Oh, excellent, excellent. Now, but you've never actually experienced seeing a ghost, or uh, you're you're an investigator as well, right? Yeah, yeah. I I actually have experienced uh, ghosts a couple times. Um, most of the time, not really anything drastic. Just like um, maybe a shadow here or there, footsteps, um, maybe a voice once in a while. But I have I have seen a few full apparitions once in a while. Um, Otherwise, it's just a lot of it has been uh, rather a whole lot of nothing happening. Right. Uh, from investigating, <laughs> but that's, yes. that's kind of part of the course. <laughs> right. Yes, investigating sometimes it's like watching paint dry. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it can get very boring. It's not glamorous like you see on TV, although I don't know if that's glamorous, but... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... 
what would you consider yourself? Would you say uh, you're a true believer, a, uh, a, an open-minded skeptic? Uh, what would you call yourself? Well, I would say I'm definitely a, a believer, uh, but I guess the best way to describe how I am is more of a skeptical believer. I definitely believe in the paranormal. I believe in ghosts. I've seen enough to definitely tell me that there's something out there, but at the same time, I don't believe everything because there's a lot of things that are natural phenomena. Um, I... I kind of got into the whole orb craze for a while there, along with a lot of people. Yeah, um, I think we all go through that stage. Yeah. <laughs> and then after a while, that sort of faded away to the point where I just, I, I, I still get people emailing me all the time saying, oh, my house is haunted. Look, I got this great picture of an orb. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I, I tend to just tell people a blanket response of, well, I hate to break it to you, but there's a good chance it probably is dust or moisture or pollen or one of a billion other things, but that doesn't mean your house isn't necessarily haunted. Yes, exactly. So what kind of equipment do you favor when you're on investigations? Well, I I tend to travel light, um, uh, not to mention the fact that I don't have enough money to fund all the equipment that everybody always dreams about. Oh, Um, yes. But um, I tend to prefer the 35-millimeter camera, even though uh, getting pictures, period, is very, very rare. Uh, But I like to have that hard evidence um, that you can prove that way. this isn't being faked by anybody or it's not something that was photoshopped or anything like that. Um, I I really do like uh, audio recorders. I prefer my micro cassette recorder because that also has the hard um, copy backup to right. it. Um, and even a camcorder I really do like. Um, I like to try and capture things on video. Uh, it's only happened a couple times that I've caught things, and it's never been anything really astounding, except for um, I caught a, a strange light that only appeared on the camera. Uh, no one saw it when it happened, uh, but there was this brilliant bright light that happens uh, down a trail not too far away from where I live. And it was one of those things that if I hadn't had the camcorder set up, I never would have known it was there. Hmm. Well, Ken, I want to ask you, um, we haven't brought up your book. It's called Queer Hauntings, True Tales of Gay and Lesbian Ghosts. What prompted you to write this book? Well, um, I wrote a small book of local ghost stories uh, about three or four years ago. Um, And it was just stories that hadn't been written down that were sort of floating around in the air, uh, a lot of places I had investigated locally. And I've always prided myself in trying to find the places that aren't overly done. Um, There's a lot of hauntings out there that have been done to no end, like Stanley Hotel and uh, Myrtle's Plantation, and everybody goes there. Winchester Mansion, I'm tired of hearing that one. (laughs) But I've always liked trying to find the hidden ghost stories, the ones that aren't in mainstream press, the ones that aren't out there and bring sort of it bring it into the public limelight a little bit more. So I finished that book, 
really wasn't completely happy with the way it turned out, but I'm my own worst critic when it comes to a lot of things. And <laughs> I'm right started, with you on that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I started trying to find something else to write about, and I had always toyed around with this idea because I started a, um, I have a blog called Spooked um, that I sort of rambled about for a long time on uh, the paranormal, and I sort of hit on this idea of, well, could there really be a gay ghost out there? Because you don't hear about anything like that. So I started doing research, and I started finding these really weird and quirky ghost stories, and it sort of spurned off into this book idea. And from there, it just kind of snowballed. I ended up writing that, and I'm actually working on a sequel right now. I'm working on the research phase of that right now. Huh. Well, we want people to go out and buy the book, but uh, without sharing too much, can you give us possibly uh, a brief uh, story? Um, from the book? Yeah, or, or one that you know of that might not be in this book. Well, uh, I can mention quite a few that are in the book because um, a lot of people kind of wonder, well, I get, the one question I tend to get asked is, how do you know a ghost is gay? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what we were thinking. Yeah, we were thinking that too, but uh, and, how do you ask politely? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, a lot of it is, uh, it was, it's probably, as far as ghost books go, probably one of the most difficult books to research because it, it's never been done before. Nobody asks that question. And a lot of it is um, some not so... Uh, not so polite stories that people uh, have to tell about investigations where things happen uh, that may be a little bit uncomfortable. Um, some people are willing to talk about that. Um, and some of it is famous people. There's a lot of famous people uh, who I wrote about in my book that haunt different places. Like, oh, there's, well, the fame, the big one that always gets people talking is Lizzie Borden. Right, right. Yes. Um, because she did. Um, there are rumors that she had an affair with an actress named Nance O'Neill, and it, although it's never been entirely proven, uh, it's still questionable and quite plausible that um, she could have had an actual affair with her. Right. And her ghost isn't at the bed and breakfast, uh, which is what everyone focuses on. It's actually at her last home, which is called Maplecroft, which is on French Street in uh, Fall City. Uh, what am I saying? Fall City. Fall River? Um, uh, but, uh, Fall River? I can't remember the name. Yeah, Fall River. I yes. yeah, Massachusetts. Fall. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but there's also uh, Walt Whitman haunts uh, the woods near where he lived, where he grew up uh, in West Hills, New York. Uh, Truman Capote and Tennessee Williams both haunt the same bar in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And even Liberace uh, haunts his old restaurant in uh, Las Vegas. Yeah, actually, we saw a story on that once on one of the shows. Yeah. And they mentioned that, yeah. Ken, uh, where do you live, just out of curiosity? I live near Cleveland, Ohio, just south of Cleveland, Ohio, so right in the middle of the Rust Belt. Oh, okay. (laughs) Wow. Liberace's ghost would be a loud ghost, I would think. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he has a tendency to like to lock women into the stalls in the bathroom. (laughs) 
Uh, he has been seen in his shimmering sequin uh, cloak uh, near the piano. And there was one interesting story, too. Uh, there was a barmaid that was uh, serving up drinks to customers and making some really crude gay jokes right. at the time. And all of a sudden, a wine bottle over her head flew off the shelf and smashed right at her feet. Oh, wow. So apparently he's he's a bit moody. <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to tolerate any of that. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, that's so, pretty funny. Uh, so I have to ask, um, how do you find the paranormal field? Uh, do you find them open towards uh, the book and just gay rights in general? Generally speaking, it, it's about the same as the general population. Right. Uh, you'll get people who are accepting, and then you'll get people who really are very staunchly against it um, right. and uh, and aren't too polite about making their statements known. Mm. Um, I've run into a lot of people who at first were a little bit against the idea of the book uh, simply because of its content and they tended to think of it as a, an extremely niche book. It really wasn't something that would be something that most people would be interested in because, as most people would say, well, I'm not gay, therefore I wouldn't like it. Yeah. Well, they're ghost but, stories, gay or otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, they're ghost stories, and uh, my book's a little bit different because instead of emphasizing the actual haunting, I emphasize the history, the either the building or the person that's involved, and who they really were when they were alive. Right. And it's it's a lot of interesting stuff about basic the basic lives of people and the hardships that they went through. And it's it's ghost stories are ghost stories, and people are interested in ghosts. And so it, it really doesn't matter what their proclivities were in life. It's still it just on a human basis. I have a lot of people who are straight um, and who've read the book and said. It was just fascinating because they learned things about people they never would have known in places that they passed by every day that they didn't even know were haunted in the first place. Huh. Well, you're from Ohio. What kind of places have you investigated in Ohio? Uh, uh, well, as far as um, places geared toward uh, queer hauntings, none. Uh. <laughs> but um, ones in my area... Um, I've been, I, most of the ones I've investigated have been uh, between Cleveland and Akron in Northeast Ohio. Uh, everything from Franklin Castle uh, down to uh, my, one of my favorite places, which is called Lonesome Lock. Uh, it's along the old Ohio and Erie Canal. And I, no one really knew that there was even a haunting there until I had a uh, brief chat with a park ranger because it's part of the National Park Service. Um, and there was an old story about a woman who was murdered and beheaded at the lock. And the entire time, um, well, probably the last half of the canal's operation, people hated to stop there at night because there was supposed to be this headless woman in white that wanted the lock. And I, so I started researching into the story and investigating. I've been out there so many times I can't even count. And she tends to show up really well on EVPs. Um, oh. We've gotten a couple of her voice. I know other people who've gotten her voice. The murderer seems to be there, too. He likes to show up as a black shadow of a man wearing a hat. 
and it's, it's just fascinating. I look, there's, uh, the whole Ohio and Erie Canal itself is just full of ghosts all along the whole place. So it, it's it's a prime place, and I I literally live two miles away from it, so it, I'm right there. So it, it always works out just perfect. Nice. Hmm. Well, let me ask you, um, what would be your dream place to investigate? If you were given the chance to investigate anywhere in the world, where would you love to go? Oh, narrow it down is the hard part. <laughs> uh, there are so many places. Um, a lot of the places in my book, I would love to get a chance to actually go inside and uh, just go wild with them. Uh, Savannah, Georgia, without a doubt, is high on my list, as lo- along with New Orleans. Um, and definitely London. I've been to London before, but I've never actually had a chance to do any ghost hunting while I was there. Uh, uh, but probably my top pick of all uh, would have to be Australia. I've always wanted to do some ghost hunting in Australia because I've I've read about the history of the place, uh, of the country, and there's so many interesting haunted places in Australia. It, it's so worth a trip just, just for the ghost hunting alone. Yeah. I'd love to get down there one of these years. Yeah. I'll have to say, uh, if I hit the lottery. <laughs> yeah. um, well, I, I'm determined. I'm, I've am i kind of decided I'm uh, one way or another I'm getting to Australia within, hopefully within two years at the latest, uh, because I, I have so much to do. I actually, I'm determined to find a story from Australia for the next book. Uh, I even have a museum curator down there in Melbourne who is going to help me do some research to try and find something. Uh, well, you'll have to come back on the show after you visit Australia. No, if anything, you'll enjoy Australia. Everyone I know that's been there loves it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you ever been afraid on an investigation? Um, Is there some... Many times. Um, not... Uh, sometimes it's for stupid reasons, and we've all had moments where we've panicked for over things that we have to laugh about afterward. I remember there was one investigation. Yes. Uh, there was one uh, down at a place called Indigo Lake uh, where I was with a few people from the old paranormal group that I used to run. And we kept hearing this bell ring, this really light little bell. And we were right along railroad tracks, but it was too low to be like a train bell, and there were no trains running. And it kept getting closer and closer, and all of us were just panicking and freaking out and getting ready to just bolt. And all of a sudden, we shined a flashlight, and there's a little house cat walking inside the track so you couldn't see him with a little tiny bell around his neck. Aww. <laughs> Aww. And you're thinking, oh, paranormal. <laughs> yeah, of course. But I, I, the, the murderer, uh, who I, who, the man I presume to be the murderer at Lonesome Lock, has made me feel extremely uncomfortable several times. It's not where I've been afraid for my life. It's just... Uh, the feeling you get when he's around is an extremely uncomfortable feeling. It's almost like a feeling of dread. Um, I have been in um, small spaces where I've felt uncomfortable. Generally, I feel that sheer terror right before something manifests. And so I, I almost try and use it as a trigger and try and hold myself there and not not bolt like I really would like to. Yeah. Right. Like a body barometer. <laughs> yeah. 
Ken, I'm curious who in the field you admire, uh, living or dead? Well, definitely Lloyd Arbach. He's he's always been my absolute favorite paranormal researcher, investigator, uh, parapsychologist, everything, all of the above. Um, yeah, he's a he smart guy. always had a level head about him, or has a level head about him. He's not dead yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's he's always been the one I looked up to. He's the first book that I ever bought on investigating ghosts was his book. Uh, I still have the same copy from 1986 that somehow has managed to survive this long. Yeah, we have a lot. Uh, we have a couple of his books too. He's great. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've talked to him a few times too. He's he's a really nice guy, even though he doesn't always get the press that he deserves. Exactly. Um, oh, we always ask him that. Why he doesn't have his own TV show? Yeah. <laughs> He says it's because he's not young and good-looking, I guess. <laughs> you know, he's not that perfect look. Yeah. But um, otherwise, um, uh, there's a lot of groups I've worked with that have been um, really good uh, about things. Um, as far as big names, um, it's kind of hard to say. Um, aside from Lloyd, I... It's hard to think of anybody really well-known that I've actually uh, not had my hesitations about at one time or another uh, and that I really know about well enough to actually go with them. There's Especially when you get into the psychic world, Right. there's a lot of people who I, I tend to ride the fence with uh, most psychics. Um, there are very, very few... Um, that I trust enough to actually listen to, um, and most of them aren't really well-known people in the first place. Um, uh, one of them is a friend of mine uh, out in Salem, Massachusetts, where I had my book signing uh, this past fall, called Jeffrey Justice. He's he's probably the most level-headed psychic I've ever known before. He even uh, him and I have even, ha- even had debates about different psychics and what we think of different people and such. But he's he's always been on the up and up with things like that. Um, so I, I definitely admire him a lot. Um, but otherwise, especially a lot of the television uh, investigators, I don't know. It when you get television involved with things, it you're dealing with producers and people trying to tell you what to do and how to do it and forcing you to come up with things and it, it makes it difficult so right. a yeah. lot of people that I admired before they had shows kind of lost a little bit of their glamour when they got involved in television yeah I hear that yeah um, which leads me <laughs> well this is usually one of our hot seat questions we ask our guests uh, but oh, since boy. you touched on the subject <laughs> we'll ask it uh, do you believe paranormal TV shows fake evidence oh uh, I believe that some of them, there's a good chance that some of them do, uh, and that's not talking about any specific shows, that's just a blanket, right. over the top, all paranormal shows, the odds are that some of them probably do, whether it's uh, by choice or by um, director and producer force, it's right. not a altogether. Um, sometimes you get things that are just a little bit too 
too good to be true or you get and so often in shows and it drives me insane you get those EVPs where they tell you what the EVP is supposed to be exactly. said and it makes no sense whatsoever yeah. no it's totally <laughs> distorted it doesn't even sound like a voice yeah no. yeah you'll get something like oh listen it's saying I love you yeah like, <laughs> I mean, if, if you that? have if you have to try that hard to hear something, there's nothing there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm right with you on that one. Yeah, I, I I'm one of those people, and I've I've gotten grief for it before. Why don't you have more evidence? And I, for me, an EVP, I will only call something an EVP if not only I can hear it crystal clear, but everybody else can hear it crystal clear and understand exactly what it says. Right. right. If it exactly. sounds like that garbled nonsense <laughs> that doesn't even make into a word yes. or, or has to be filtered so much down to some kind of really, really electronic sounding. Exactly. Mess, yeah. It, yes. It, it's not a real EVP. It's garbage. It's, not, it's too inconclusive. Yeah. Right. It's trying to make something out of nothing pretty much. Yeah. It's and, probably... Well, that's part of the thing with shows is if... If you have a paranormal television show and you never get any evidence, nobody's ever going to watch you. Exactly. Right. It's probably so just somebody no having – it's a, it's a floorboard creaking or somebody has gas or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually saw a show not too long ago where they were in an old abandoned house that was falling apart. And they were in an old room missing floorboards and with walls falling down. And there were floorboards creaking. Of course, there's going to be floorboards creaking. It's an old house. It's settling. The changes in temperature make things change. And the house is falling apart in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You you really got to take all these shows with a grain of salt and just, you know, it's entertainment. Exactly. You know, they need to get ratings. So. Mm-hmm. Well, and the problem is, too, because we, we do this on a regular basis, watching other people do it and seeing what they get. It's actually kind of dull. Yeah. You know, really, you know, you want to mm-hmm. go out and do it yourself and watching them do it. And when you don't believe it, then you're just turning it off. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we're running a little short on time, but I wanted to ask you, um, um, what do you hope to accomplish as an investigator, or what would you like to see uh, happen within the paranormal field? It, like, basically your wish list for 2010. What would you like to do? <laughs> well, um, I, I gave up a while back on trying to prove without a doubt in the existence of the paranormal, because there's, it's just it's, it's a slippery slope. I, I leave that to the other people who have the, an, enough fight in them for that. Right. Um, uh, but for me, uh, specifically, what I would like uh, is to, at least this year, get a chance to finally branch out a bit, get outside of Ohio and do some more investigations outside of Ohio. Uh, I would like to compile enough stories together to get the sequel going. Um, I have about 36 places right now. Um, I My goal is 40, but if I make it up to, say, 50 places, I'd be thrilled. Um, but I'd like to actually get a chance to investigate some of them. I actually... I uh, would like to get back to Salem, Massachusetts. There's one place that is going in the sequel um, that I believe I should be able to get inside and possibly do an investigation. Uh, it's called Hammond Castle. Um, 
It's a nice old place in Gloucester, Massachusetts, uh, with a really, really interesting history behind it. I'd definitely like to get there. Um, I'd love to do some more international travel because I, I, I miss traveling and getting out and going different places. Of course, Australia is high on my list, but yeah. if I don't get there this year, then maybe the next. Yes. But I'd, I'd really like to see, uh, with the paranormal community as a whole, I'd like to see a lot more people working together instead of against each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a lot more shows um, being a bit more realistic about things and showing that sometimes you just don't get anything at all. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> well said. Amen. <laughs> Uh, Ken Summers, the book is Queer Hauntings, True Tales of Gay and Lesbian Ghosts. Um, do you have a website? Uh, yes, I do. It is moonspenders.com, um, which is M-O-O-N-S-P-E-N-D-E-R-S. Um, uh, uh, there's the link on there to my work on um, the Cuyahoga Valley and to uh, my other branch of the website, uh, Queer Paranormal which is about the gay and lesbian hauntings. It has been recently redone, so if it doesn't work, I need people to contact me and let me know. <laughs> I, I was on it today, and it does work. Okay, good. I checked your links, too. Your links seem to be fine. Good. But uh, people can contact me on there. Um, I try, I'm going to try and get more into the updating that. Uh, uh, my blog, of course, uh, just do a Google search for Spooked, and it will come up. Um, it's on Blogger, uh, so it's available for everybody. Um, and all the links for everything are on both of those sites. Excellent. Terrific. And if someone wants to purchase your book, they can go to Amazon, correct? Uh, they can go to Amazon um, on the Queer Paranormal section of my website. If they go to the link for the book, I have a listing of... All the, uh, I have a listing for Amazon, uh, some samples, uh, some, and a listing of all the online booksellers that I am aware of that carry it. Uh, and even if people live outside the United States, the book is pretty much available everywhere and through most, most independent and major booksellers everywhere. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Ken, thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Thank you.